previously on the Infinite Escape Room. I'm a Leonardo da Bloody Vinci. What's our boy Jeezy Crazy doing? We're going full Finch, mate. Either way, arranged for maximum clappage. This is why I'm not allowed in escape rooms anymore. Let's go! Ahoy there, landlubbers, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a gaggle of geographically diverse chums to come together, solve an escape room of the ears, and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. My name's Jamie, I'm your captain for this episode, and I can whistle the Star-Spangled Banner through my ears. Oh, that's <laughs> it is a that's a talent. Excellent at parties, uh, good for sporting events in the States and what have you. I can't do it right now because i got earphones on, so what a shame. Uh, that'd be really useful if you needed to go down on the first lady. <laughs> <laughs> what an image see how, long, see how long I can hold my breath ready <laughs> and locked in with me today are a duo of daring detectives hello uh, my name's Danny uh, I did have a fun fact for you but I'm not allowed to tell you after a court hearing but needless to say I'm not allowed within 100 metres of any shop or property owned by Clinton's cards <laughs> <laughs> oh no did you abuse the mascot uh, again, the court hearing says I'm not allowed to discuss it any further, sorry. That's good, because I, I used to, I, I once went to Kittens and I dressed as that mascot, so I hope oh, God that's not the case. You were that surprise witness. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, the memories. <laughs> Wait, sorry, hang on, Clintons have a mascot? Have I missed this? Well, uh, it wasn't Clintons, it was like um, one of the mascots for one of the greetings cards. I once had to dress up in said outfit on a sweltering summer's day. And uh, when you're in the middle of Swansea dressed as a character, people do tend to put the cigarettes out in your head. That happened more than a few times. <laughs> and I would and I didn't notice because it was a massive fucking mascot yeah, until, until it was said, on fire. Yeah, you got some smoke coming out the back of your head there, but <laughs> I love South Wales so much. I love the people there. I love the countryside. And yet in amongst such beauty, it somehow manages to be quite starkly grim quite often. Oh yeah, I think we would give the last of us a run for its money on occasion. <laughs> and I am a Riggedy Diggity Mike Collins, and my fun fact is that uh, I... Oh shit, what was my fun fact? Oh, it was so fun, felt, he forgot it. Yeah, I had so, so much fun thinking of my fun fact, <laughs> I forgot to think of the fun fact. No, my fun fact is uh, that my uh, screenplay about um, Prince Harry's secret struggle with short-sightedness has been picked up by Netflix. But I've not seen any royalties yet. Oh, oh good lord! With Pete, we'll, I'll just stop recording now. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us. All oh, good lord! I'm just getting bombarded with stuff about Prince Harry on like TikTok and things. So I feel like mm. I know the man intimately already. Very much the man who gave birth to the phrase "I couldn't give a thruppenny fuck." <laughs> so hard being incredibly privileged, and being born better. Oh. That's almost a spot on impression there. Yeah, sorry. I thought he was here. <laughs> Apologies then. if you like the royal family. You're listening to this. <laughs> sorry if you are Harry and you're listening to this. <laughs> Please give us money and we will take that little clip off the air. Otherwise, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> no, no, no. Harry, Harry, take your money. Harry, Harry wants your money. Oh, yeah, he's only yeah. got a few, a few billion to keep him through in a massive blucking estate. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, short of a few, Bob. We've had to wheel out the second best brie instead of the best brie. Oh. It's barbaric. <laughs> Well, that's the sequel right there. That's the sequel. <laughs> Prince Harry, Spare Cheese. Oh, so to... Spare Cheese. Now, see, I would watch a film in, or a documentary entitled Spare Cheese. 
This episode of the Infinite Escape Room is sponsored by Ember. It's Tinder for arsonists. Subscribe today. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Subscribe today and you can see sparks fly. Reconnect with an old flame or find your next BFF. That stands oh. for big fucking fire. <laughs> Set a fire in your heart in someone else's garden with Ember. Yeah, oh, that was, that yeah. was <laughs> lovely. I like this way of doing intros. Can we just bend this, the rest of the this podcast? Is, <laughs> this is much just good fun. fun. Also, this podcast wouldn't be possible if not for the love and support of our wonderful army of patrons. You keep us off the streets and on the air, and I love each and every one of you. And this week's episode is brought to you by Carolyn Hardman and Geneva Kaplan. I love you both. Never stop being you. And never stop dreaming. Sorry, I think you said never stop screaming. Jesus, Daniel. That's <laughs> that much comes that's, later. That's, yeah, that's my own internal uh, scream. That's what Don't it never stop stops. The scream. <laughs> <laughs> and dear listeners, for as little as one pound a month, you can join the ranks in support of our little corner of the internet. Head on over to patreon.com slash the infinite escape room where you can unlock bonus material and other perks that we don't show to the common folk. And we've also got some official bloody merchandise. We've just launched some super limited edition infinite escape room enamel pin badges. You also get a cheeky little puzzle postcard designed by us that uses the pin itself as part of the puzzle. And if you solve the puzzle, you're treated to an exclusive bonus episode of the podcast. Impress your friends and subdue your enemies with the infinite escape room pin badge. Check out our social media pages or our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com to see how you can get your hands on one or 10. We won't judge. So here's how the show works. Each week, one of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room, a Mobius curve of puzzles, scenarios, and possibilities seamlessly linking to one another in an endless escape experience. I'll be bringing the puzzles this week, while Mike and Danny will try to solve it. And if they don't manage it in the time given to them, then terrible consequences shall befall them. And of course, escaping is thirsty work, so after each puzzle, we'll take a step halfway off infinity into the puberverse. We'll find a cosy boozer for a pint, a DB for the game, and a little chat. But of course, that will come in the next episode, so stay tuned. That's the premise. Are you ready, folks? Yes! Yeah! I, I did imagine you whistling um, the American theme tune out of your ears while you did that bit. <laughs> just, just slowly. Yeah. <laughs> just don't ask where I get the breath from for it. Oh, I have to inhale somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and tune in in the pub episodes, find out where. <laughs> the answer may surprise you. Yeah. <laughs> and nine out of ten dentists hate that I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time. You unlocked Leonardo da Vinci's portaloo-sized MP3 player that contained a wizened and suddenly naked da Vinci himself. Let's go! Grabbing onto da Vinci's ankles, you soar into the air as the prolific polymath takes to the sky via a motorized miniature mechanical finch. Rising high above the city of Milan, you're suddenly blown off course by a pissed-off albatross. Da Vinci's finch, blinded by panic, loses its shit and flies off at the speed of sound with you gripping onto the bottom of da Vinci, who's gripping onto the bottom of the finch. After around an hour of this nonsense, you begin to feel yourself starting to sink. Da Vinci kicks at you and jettisons you towards the ocean as he flies off, shouting, Arrivederci! It's not a personal! <laughs> Spot on. Luckily, your fall <laughs> is broken as you land on the deck of a ship. And you get your bearings, you immediately feel a cutlass pointed at your throat. You're on board a pirate ship, and you've pissed off the crew. You suddenly find yourself strong-armed into the captain's quarters by a fearsome fella who's more scar tissue than face. And let me just adjust my costume. Oh! For the listeners, Hello. I am wearing a child's pirate hat. And nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> 
And as he shoves you into the captain's quarters, he glares at you and says, You knobs are going to be locked in here until Captain Bonnet gets back. He's taking Ed out on a fishing trip and he'll be back in like 30 minutes. Now you should know the only people allowed on board the Revenge are members of the crew and visiting aristocrats. And you guys don't like those holy-toily types to me. Oh, and one more thing. You're not like fortune tellers or magicians or clowns or anything from the, from the circus, right? Ed's proper superstitious, so we don't allow those spooky fuckers on board. Right, well, make yourselves comfortable, read some books, and we'll see you in half an hour for your execution. Bye! <laughs> I'll take the That was up. so good. <laughs> good job. That was such a good impression. Anybody who's not seen Our Flag Means Death, that was such a good impression. <laughs> you, might, you might begin to see the influences in this uh, in today's puzzle. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he... Throws you into the captain's quarters and locks the door behind him before going back onto the deck. And as you get your bearings, you can see that uh, in front of you is a large window looking out into sea. Uh, behind you, next to the door that is locked, is a bookcase. Uh, to your left, there appears to be a little sort of cubby hole where there's a toilet. And to your right, there is a little desk. As uh, this particularly nasty pirate said... Got around 30 minutes until the co-captains come back and probably either throw you overboard, make you walk the plank, or keelhole your sorry land-loving ass. Your time starts now. What would you like to do? Danny. Hello. Uh, I'd like to look at the cubby hole, please. Course, straight into the old uh, toilet. You know it. So you walk into the toilet, and it's simply just like a wooden bench with a hole cut out uh, that leads to the bottom of the ship. You can guess what goes through that hole. There is a small basin for holding water, uh, a little window for airing out epic piratical shits, and there's a little <laughs> shelf with torn out pages for use as a toilet paper. Uh, what are on the torn out pages? Just like they're torn out pages from the books. Uh, yeah, well, most of the papers seem to be like scribbles and diary entries and various erotic drawings. Uh, but one that catches your eye is, has got a beautiful watercolour illustration of like a high-born fop. And there's a little bit of text that accompanies it. Okay, so it reads, uh, title, The Art of Aristocracy. And then, to blend in with the gentle folk, you must make yourself look as weak as possible. Someone who would shatter like class if a leaf fell on them. The kind of wanker that you wouldn't think twice about beheading when there's any kind of civil unrest. One, your skin must be as pale as possible, like you've never seen the sun. Two, the bigger your wig, the better. Big wigs are for big wigs, if you get my meaning. Three, stockings and pointy shoes or go the fuck home. <laughs> Four, wear gold and purple in summer, blue and silver in winter. Don't mix them up or you'll be ill-spoken of in your village. And five, one must declare one's entrance and exit from each room with a high-pitched and entitled oh, 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 which is presumably <laughs> expertly done. <laughs> Marvellous. So, Danny, I'm thinking, well, my initial thinking coming into the room was that Captain's scared of clowns uh. and circus bods that we might need to start, that maybe we need to make ourselves like that in order Ooh, to be yeah. keel hauled or something. But then this is this is foxed me because this is making me think that maybe we need to appear all highly browlies. Yeah, and foppish. Hmm. More exploration needed, me think. Mm-hmm. Where to next, old chum? Well, uh, can, can we take uh, can we take a look down the old poop chute, please, uh, uh, please, James? Uh, you you certainly can. So the poop chute itself uh, is just a straight drop into the bottom of the ship too far for you to reach and reach you try you go a uh, shoulder deep into the shite oh, hole. No. Um, but luckily it's been flushed recently so there is nothing but air uh, betwixt, job, betwixt your fingers maybe the odd hair or two catches your 
nails as you come back up. <laughs> but we can't see anything down there either, no? No, it's, it's pretty pretty dark at the bottom of that ship. Okay, uh, perfecto. Hmm. And there was a little basin as well. Uh, yeah, the basin's just uh, got some water in it, and uh, there's what, what, what constitutes as soap in uh, 18th century galleons. I wash my hands. Your hands are somehow dirtier than they were when you put them in. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you might have a little little bit of cholera as well. Oh. oh no. uh, and can we look at the window, please? Uh, yeah, so it's just a very small window that opens just a crack uh, just to get out into the the air out into the sea as the, you get a little sort of blowback of salt air as you open it. Ah, oh, right, okay. Hmm. Should we have a check a look at this, uh, this bookcase? Actually, the desk. I want to Ooh, desk. Yeah, good show. Yeah. There's a large mahogany desk uh, in the corner that's been built into the floor, obviously, so it doesn't fuck around as the, as the ship goes around or gets stolen <laughs> by pirates. Uh, on the desktop are a quill pen, an inkwell, and an accounting book. Uh, the desk also has two drawers just under the desktop. Uh, the one on the left is locked with a four-digit number lock, and the, mm. the other one appears to be unlocked. Uh, let's look in that unlocked one then, please. Uh, sure. So that little right drawer opens, and inside you can see an eye patch, uh, a little pirate makeup kit, and a little note. Uh, so scrawled in an angry and almost illegible hand is this note. The 17th of July, 1717. Given the whispers of mutiny and the welcoming of Ed on board this ship, the following crew members will no longer be paid a weekly wage. The dead... In brackets, why are we doing this? Uh, <laughs> women, in brackets, this is the 18th century after all. Uh, and spooky fuckers, and again in brackets, Ed don't like them. Hmm. Oh, it was Ed. Ed who doesn't like the spooky fuckers. Didn't he say it was Captain Ed in the intro though? So how, is this a previous captain's uh, journal and the mutinies happened? Uh, so when you were strong-armed into the cabin's quarters, he mentioned yeah. that uh, Captain Barnett had taken Ed out on a fishing trip. Ah. Uh, uh, thanks. Thanks for clarifying. Hmm. Can we take a look at the accounting book? I wonder if we're going to see some people that we're paying here that might line up with Ooh, this note. Oh, good idea. You look at the accounting book, and it's currently open to a page on wages that are paid to the crew. Uh, and there are three columns. Uh, there's a name column, an occupation column, and the pay uh, they weekly pay in pounds. Oh, take it away, Mike. Okay, I see. Steed Bonnet, captain, getting £17 a week. Edward Teach, co-captain, £7 a week. Edward Kenway, deceased. Juggler, ah, I see. Here yeah. are our occupations and our ceased or not ceased. Status, um, yeah. £2 per week. Annie Bonney, the cook, £4. Elizabeth Swan, first mate, 5 John Silver, teacher, 1 Johannes Alberic, magician, 2 One-Eyed Willie, deceased, scribe, 3 Mary Reed, deceased, bodyguard, 5 Malcolm Reynolds, fortune teller, 4 Abe Schmollett, cleaner, 6 There's not a lot of people here that stay on the payroll. Possibly only 4? Yeah, I was just about to say, I think I can spot 4. <laughs> That would be Steed, Edward, John Silver, and, and Abe. Yeah, which would be seven, seven, so seven pounds, seven pounds, one pound, and six pounds. So can we try seven, seven, one, six in that locked drawer, please, Jamie? You certainly can. Uh, you put in seven, seven, one, six into the left drawer. The lock pops open and the drawer Woo! with it. Uh, inside, you see a collection of fake moustaches, a tricorner hat, and a little note written in a delicate hand. 
that's titled Favourite Pirate Books. And there's a list of uh, four books in there. Uh, The first book is called Naval Warships Are Fucking Babies by Blackbeard. (laughs) Uh, The second one is called SOS in a Glass Cage by Sting. Nice. The third book is called Titties of the Sea, Erotic Landmasses and You by Sweaty Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Sweaty Dave. (laughs) And uh, the fourth book is called How I Wasted My Whole Life Chasing After That 200-Ton Bastard of a Fish by Herman Melville. Marvellous. Let's look at the bookcase because we just got a list of delicious books. Uh, Yes. So you look at the bookcase and you see there's a fully stocked library and it's got ropes lashed across the shelves to stop the books flinging away with the rocking of the ship. Uh, There are dozens, if not hundreds of books that are sort of neatly arranged across three large bookcases. Uh, And all the books on each of the three shelves in each of these bookcases, um, they're a mixture of piratical encyclopedias, books on the finer points of English aristocracy, French cuisine, pornographic reference books, you know, standard stuff. Standard. Are our books um, from our book list uh, in there? Uh, on closer examination, you can't spot any of those titles um, on mm. there. The, the books themselves are kind of organised kind of haphazardly with no real rhyme or reason for them. Uh, but you do notice that each shelf contains a single book that has no title and is just bound in a plain black leather. Hmm. Could let's we pull these out? Oh, sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, let's let's take one and have a look inside. Uh, yeah, you've got to take one of those books off the shelf, but it doesn't actually come off um once you start to rummage around when you pull that book it just pulls like a lever makes a little click sound when you do Ooh! does anything oh. happen nothing hell no can we pull all four of them there are nine books that you can see in total that have this similar plain description um looking across you've got sort of got your three bookcases um mm-hmm. and each of those three bookcases has three shelves almost like a like a like a tic-tac-toe grid there's one book in each oh. of those shelves and they all pull they all click but nothing happens interesting hmm so three shelves uh thing and there's three bookcases <coughs> yeah so like a three by three grid almost <coughs> are you all right <laughs> uh, let's have a look at the window you said there was a large window uh yes so the the large window um facing toward the north gives a beautiful view of the ocean from the rear of the ship uh it's sort of large paneled windows that sort of got these like very ornate um almost like gold gilded painted um separations between them uh, uh-huh. through the windows you can see things on the horizon and in the water and from where you're stood you can see a single object cl- clearly through each of the window panels so going from uh, top left across and then down to the bottom uh, in the top left window pane you can clearly see the sun uh, in the top middle pane you can see a small island on the horizon uh, in the, the top right panel you can see a spanish galleon in the middle panel on the left you can see a whale's tail gracefully breaking the surface uh, smack bang in the middle you can see a couple of discarded uh, barrels of rum to the uh, window pane on the, the right in the middle, you can see a corpse clinging onto a door frame that looks remarkably like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> uh, in the bottom left uh, pane, you can see a seagull choking on a fishbone quite close to the ship. That's really hard to draw. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> in the middle pane at the bottom, uh, you can see a message in a bottle. And uh, in the pane in the bottom right, you can see some crates containing uh, a pirate ship. Crates containing pirate ship. Well, that wow. explains where the bidet leads to. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking these look a lot like some of the titles we've got of books. 
Yeah, was it Henry Kissinger's box full of pirate shit was one of them, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was one, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, no, you're right, because it was the the, the the last one was the whale, wasn't it? And then... Yeah, how I wasted all my time chasing that whale. Uh, SOS message in a, in a cage by Sting, mm-hmm. uh, which was like, I assume that's a play on his message, uh, SOS message in a bottle song. Uh, naval warships are for pussies or something, and there's a warship out there. The only thing I can't figure out is the the one about the titties. Because yeah, there was what Sweaty Dave's book. Ah, ah, titties. The islands. Islands are the tits of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> he said with a wild look in his eyes. That is an <laughs> that's an incredible soundbite. I'm taking Holy. that. <laughs> Islands are the tits of the sea, of course. It's a good thing you're not a billionaire. Otherwise, I'd like to buy a private island, please. Yes, certainly. Which one? All the ones that look like titties. <laughs> that's a lot of that's most islands. Just one that has a single palm tree for an extra long nipple. Mm. No, no, <laughs> no! Those are the dick islands. <laughs> never mentioned that. Oh, maybe um, we don't need the uh, sweaty Dave one because we've got a three by three grid and we've got four books. So maybe there's one missing to make three to make a row. No, well, no, I think you might be right because it might be an order that we need to pull the books in or like tug the books in if they're like leave us. That probably makes sense. So what was um, the order of them again? It was it was naval warships are for pussies. I think it was or something along those lines. Uh, would you like to hear uh, it again? One. Yeah, please. Yeah. So the the list of favourite pirate books. So the first one is Naval Warships are for Fucking Babies by Blackbeard. Sorry, I was way off. (laughs) Um, The second one is SOS in a Glass Cage by Sting. Uh, Number three is Titties of the Sea, Erotic Landmasses and You by Sweaty Dave. Ah, well done, Mike. Uh, Number four, How I Wasted My Whole Life Chasing After That 200-Ton Bastard of a Fish by Herman Melville. Right, so let's... uh, I'll tell you what, Jamie, can we put all of the books we pulled and clicked back... So that we reset them, yep. please? You're all reset. Okay, so let's do... Uh, if we're looking at the bookshelves as if they're a three by three, let's do top right for naval warships. Let's do bottom middle for SOS in a glass cage. Let's do top middle for titties are the islands of the sea, according to Mike. And then let's yes. do uh, middle left for the uh, How I Wasted My Life Chasing That Whale, please. Uh, certainly. So you pull each of those books in turn, and every time you do, you hear a little quiet click. And after pulling the final book, you feel the bookcase swing towards you, revealing a hidden yes. area behind. Woohoo! Let's look in that dark area, please. Sure. Uh, so the area behind the bookcase looks to be uh, like a secret wardrobe, and it's filled wall to wall with outfits of every colour, style and season. It's kind of like a shitty 18th century version of the Mr. Ben costume shop. Um, there's also like a little dressing table that has uh, various numbers of powders and lipsticks and makeups and all that kind of jazz. At the other end of the long wardrobe corridor is a short set of stairs and a door that appears to be unlocked. But on the other side of the door, you can hear the raucous shouts of the crew drinking and fighting. Marvellous. So here's my thinking, Mike, because currently we've had the uh, the good fortune to hear that there's a there's an Ed character and he hates spooky spooky type magician fortune teller whatnots and we've also yeah. found uh, a nice bit of scripture on the old toilet papers about being uh, a handy dandy fop uh, being the best fop that you can possibly be so I'm kind of leaning towards we might have to dress as fops and then just kind of uh, wing it and make our way out shouting ooh 
Well, hmm. I don't know what you think. I, I, I don't know if I meta gaming this too much, but so in our flag means death, which is loosely, it sounds like it's very, very loosely connected to this, basically peripherally, there's, there's almost uh. no similarities. But in our flag means death, um, the captain, uh, I keep forgetting the captain's name, um, Jim Blumen Squiblet. Uh, Steed Bonnet. Uh, Steve Bonnet, that's the sausage. So the captain, Steve, Steve Slightly Bonnet. similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Captain Steve Bonnet. He is very much a gentleman fop. And of course, Teach, like, I'm not, but Blackbeard, sorry, Blackbeard is very much a kind of a scoundrel. We found already some bits of pirate costume because we found a hat, an eye patch, mm. and a moustache. I wonder if one of us needs to be incredibly posh and foppish and the other needs to be a pirate and we t- we pretend we're them because they're not on the ship. That sounds marvellous. Let's do that. Would you like to be the pirate or the fop? I feel like I've got that. <laughs> down. Um, but I suppose we'd have to... Yeah, so is, is there, for example, in this dressing room, Jamie, a big fucking wig? There are a host of big fucking wigs. It looks like there's one for each month of the year. Oh, marvellous. Uh, How's about stockings and pointy shoes? There, actually, yeah, there's more pairs than you'd think would be responsible for a person to own, but there are many stockings and pointy shoes. Any in a size 12? Uh, luckily, there is 11 and a half. Oh, oh, Jesus, oh, that's going to be agony. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, do we need to discern out the window what time of year it is? is it that's a good shout. Specify there's a different outfit for summer and winter. Yeah, what's it looking like, Jamie? What's the old barometer say? Um, you look out the window and it's a gorgeous sunny day, but you are in, um, well, you don't know where you are, to be fair, uh, but you can't really tell. It could be a summer's day. It could be a sunny day in the middle of winter. But stick our hand out of the Kazi window. We can see what the temperature is. Oh, nice. <laughs> I would like to stick my hand out the Kazi window, please. Uh, it is uh, warm and balmy. Oh, let's go summer. I'm feeling the summer's mm-hmm. high vibes. Yeah, boy, so that's some purple and glod. Somehow you have, a little, you have a little bit, a little bit of shit particles coming back from your hand, coming up the Kazi oh, window. Somebody, no. again, somebody has thrown a doozy out the window rather than dropping it down. Apparently, oh, uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So yeah, I'll put on a nice big wig. I need to be as pale as possible. You said there was a dressing table. Is there any makeup on the dressing table? Uh, yeah, uh, there wasn't, but there was makeup in uh, one of the drawers on the desk. Aha! Aha! I foundation, presumably. Is that what ladies do? <laughs> Let's say yeah. I chalk myself like a snooker cue. <laughs> you you look uh, uh, well. You look like you need iron in your diet desperately. That's how pale you are. Spot on. Marvelous. <laughs> paleo. Um, okay, cool. I think I think I'm I think I'm sorted. Yeah, um, you Stockington shoed up. Hell yeah. What um, I think the only thing you're missing at the moment is some kind of actual like clothing, jackets, and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, so what, what have we got in the way of uh, gold and purple uh, on the rails? Uh, yeah, so you've got a wonderful purple waistcoat with golden trim. Um, it does leave your nips slightly exposed, but it, it kind of fits. And you've got sort of a set of purple trousers that sort of flare out um, toward the knees. And they're sort of like short trousers. Hell yeah, let's put let's put that on. I feel like Prince. Excellent. You oh, you, you do look sick. a little like, like Prince if Prince was sort of played the harpsichord and... Hang out with Mary Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, and never saw sunshine. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, well, you're, looking, I'm, you're looking yeah. pretty fly for a very pasty white guy. I like it. <laughs> okay, uh, can I uh, dress myself in the old boudoir then? Uh, I'm going to grab one of the old fake moustaches 
that lovely tricorn hat that you mentioned earlier, uh, and an eye patch. Uh, and then I'm going to look for the most piratiest pirate garb that are on the rails, please. Um, everything that you see inside this wardrobe appears to be very foppish, very high born. Um, I suppose you could just rip off some of the sleeves and make it like look a bit disheveled to make it look more piratey. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that, please. Yeah, you uh, go to town and tear up and wrinkle and stamp on the most wonderful of silks to make it look as grubby as possible. Um, even sort of rubbing it in the cars a little bit to give it that authentic smell. <laughs> yeah, uh, perfect. You, you look every bit a scourge of the high seas. Ah, yar. Whoa, where'd this pirate come from? Yar, me hearty. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. It's <laughs> <laughs> genuine scary pirate to <laughs> Okay, I think we're ready. I feel like we're ready. Okay, let's. Uh, do you want to brave it and go outside? Remember, you should go first and ooh, and then okay. I'll follow you in in piratey ways. Okay, can we uh, can we descend the stairs, please, Jamie? And I'm gonna I'm gonna prep up me ooh. Okay, uh, you reach reach the door at the end of the corridor, and you open it. And as you exit, do you give a? Do you say? <laughs> Absolutely astounding and speechless. <laughs> so as you open the door to the uh, to the deck with a loud and playful, uh, almost fanning yourself uh, from heat and just exhaustion because of how pale you are. The vapors! <laughs> and trailing behind you is Danny looking every bit uh, just like an absolute reprobate in his piratical gear. And the crew initially glare at you and look as if they're about to absolutely murder you. Uh, but then the crew part and approach the two captains, one dressed head to toe in black leather and a bewilderingly bushy beard that's slightly smoking. The other one dressed not too dissimilar from you, Mike. They approach you with menace in their eyes and then suddenly the less disheveled one wraps you up in a big hug. Ah, you must be from the Belgian embassy. We're delighted to have you on board. Now, I must admit you've caught us in a bit of a bad spot. We're about to be boarded by that Spanish galleon over there. And he points toward the ship you saw on the horizon as it fires a warning shot with its cannons. Don't worry, we're not far from the Belgian coast. We'll get you home before the fisticuffs start. Hoist the mainsail, we're off. He puts his arms around you and you set sail towards the Belgian coast, the sound of cannon fire ringing up behind you. To be continued. And you've solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Yay! Hold on, With like seven minutes to spare. Absolutely wonderful. Well done, guys. Ah, oh, 10 out of 10. Thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> I get the feeling we didn't need to be a pirate as well. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you had the option of being a pirate. I'll, I'll save it for yes. the episode, but you had the option of being a pirate, which is all. That's why I put those little bits in there for you, just in case you fancied a bit of role play. Yeah. Because who doesn't? And I all right? did. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're a very scary pirate. <laughs> Thanks. Very Thanks, mate. Very frightened. My, my main brakes were shivering. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even prepare a bad ending. I was that confident in your abilities. Oh, you sweetheart. <laughs> oh, the, the best the of the price, but puzzles for the, <laughs> for the children. <laughs> so did, didn't they do well? <laughs> yeah. Have a medal of participation. <laughs> So thanks very much for listening. Come and join us next week at the pub where we'll have a drink, do a debrief of the room, and have a little bit of a natter before last orders are called. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. It makes me tingle in all the right places when I read them. And if you really enjoy it and want to support the show, then consider checking out our Patreon program over at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the infinite escape room. 
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> <laughs>